and Geek, number 28. Recorded June 2009 in a closet in a Thailand hotel with a rope around our neck and our... Oh my. Can I just, but I have, to t- I have to say something that is completely in poor taste, but I have to say it. When I heard that David Carradine had died, the first thing I wondered is that it, had he died from the five-point palm exploding heart technique. <laughs> so hi, I'm your host, Pat. I'm your host, Craig. I'm your backup host, Lori. And I'm your backup host, Mike. So, so what makes, what oh makes you guys backup hosts? We're like backup dancers. <laughs> we backup we fill singers. in when you guys aren't around. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're like hot swaps. Like, if I die, you can just, like, boot Swindler right up. No, no, oh. no, no. Hot swap means I'm already booted and ready to go. I fail right over. Oh, that's right. Sorry. You you fail right away is more like <laughs> Okay, yeah, I just want to get this Lori over. Lori O one no, 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 no just fails. What? 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 Oh, come on. Okay, so fine. All right, we're going to talk about conjugate about... verbs, like what Pat likes to do. Okay, Craig just failed, so I'm going to step in. Pat, can we start? Yeah, let's do that, because uh-huh. I just want to get this over. It's like taking off a Band-Aid. Talk about the friggin' iPhone, because I just don't even want to hear it anymore. Yay! Uh, hooray! The iPhone. The iPhone 3G S. S. For sexy. Whatever. (laughs) Hey, you know what? Let me give you the entire memo right now. They released a whole bunch of cool features, but the coolest features aren't going to be supported by AT&T because they're jerks, and that's why I don't have an iPhone. Are they not going to be supported ever? Because they implied that a couple of them might come, you know, within the near future. In months, and they'll upcharge you a lot. And you have to send them your child. That would be okay if you told the child it was an orphan. Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. Or, or are, if you got an orphan, there are no anti-orphan features. I've noticed. If you got an orphan and said it was your child, oh, that's just weird. Dude. Then no, then you get to keep your child. Oh, okay. That's a good oh, idea. Okay. Yes. I, I have to tell you guys why, why this whole thing happens. You know why? Why are the cool features like tethering and multimedia messaging not available right now because of AT and T? Well, if you think, look at it. AT&T is spelled A-T, and then and begins with A-T. So it's really an agent of the empire. It's an at-at. See, get it? It's like this like That's juggernaut, like unstoppable thing that will like destroy us all. Yeah, wow. we just need some snow speeders and some rope. <laughs> yeah, and a, a lightsaber and a grenade. Oh, yes. And a tauntaun. <laughs> tauntaun. <laughs> all right, so what are the features? They have a slower processor, lower resolution camera. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> what does tethering mean? It's when you hook up your phone to your laptop, and then your laptop has internets magically. Oh, that's cool. Isn't it? D- does too it tether ba- too bad we can't via have it. Wi-Fi? No, it tethers, tethers via Bluetooth. USB or Bluetooth. Oh, no kidding. I thought it was Wi-Fi. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. So it's got voice dialing. I can't believe it took until the fourth iteration or third iteration of the iPhone. Is this fourth? Third. Third? It took many iterations of the iPhone to get this dialing. Yes. It uh, has I think a the tethering and MMS oh. support is awesome, by the way. I'm just totally, like, there's no value if AT&T isn't just rolling that into the package. Now, yes, can somebody yes, explain Pat, to me about tethering? Because I had a uh, I had a Windows smartphone, 
And I'm pretty sure I could send MMS messages over AT&T when I had that. So why is that not going to be enabled right away? Because they want to charge you more for it. They said that they can't do it right away because they are working on some upgrades to their system. And they have to do something about an opt-out code or an opt-out bit on everybody's account that they have to manually switch. And so I'm like I said, they, they want to charge you more. That's right. Yeah. Lame. So, and I was saying before, they have a compass, and I want to ask you guys, how does the compass work? I, it, I'm pretty it, sure it's not like a it, needle floating in water. Has a it is magna- a magnetic compass, they say. Though. Yes. It has a magnetometer in it, however you pronounce mm-hmm. that. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Okay, that's interesting. Do you think that they point true north or magnetic north? Yes. And the reason I ask is because... They're, they could probably correct for magnetic north and actually point true north. Actually, it points both. As far as the application goes, it shows you both, but I'm sure the magnetometer points magnetic north because that's how well, compasses right, right. work. It points wherever Steve Jobs tells it to point. <laughs> yes. North is now in Brazil. So another question I have about it is they have that new inline controls thing for the headphones. So, so does that mean you can't use normal headphones with it anymore? I did not see that. No, I don't think I don't think it would mean that. It probably means you can use those because, I mean, presumably it has all the functions of existing uh, iPhones. Which My, would, uh, I mean, that would be horrible if they like decided, oh, you can't control the volume or change songs using the touchscreen anymore. My 3G came with uh, headphones that had the inline remote in it, and I used normal headphones with it. You know, because the stock ones kind of suck. Right. Yes, they do. So, yeah, okay. no, no so problems there. I was, I was worried. One time, I bought, or when with my iPod Touch, I got those, uh, the stock headphones, and, and Pat can attest to this, I complained for about six months that the volume on my iPod was uh, was reduced because of an update. When I come to find out, it's just that the headphones sucked. And then I bought <laughs> yeah. $5 ones at Walmart, and now that now it works fine. Yeah, I have I have these nice uh, folding travel headphones that I use all the time now. Awesome. I use so, the stock ones until my cat likes to bite them. Oh. And what else is what else up for the iPhone? It's the exact same form factor, so that's cool. So no new cases. Sorry, case industry. We know you were salivating. They can still yes. sell cases. I'm pretty sure. And they're keeping the old iPhone 3G. At the $99 price point. The 8 gig one. Yes. I mean, so that opens up the iPhone to a whole new market. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Well, unless the plans are still really expensive, then it's going to open up, you know, really $100 is just a drop in the bucket compared to like a $97,000 a year plan. But Craig, you're living in the, you know, pay for it later nation. So people aren't thinking about that. They're thinking about the price they pay now. Oh, so are we gonna get really? So I can pay now? for it later. Yeah, you know when it's subsidized out through the two-year plan. You don't think about that when you buy it. Ah, not, not here in America. No, you think sexy, shiny, black, cheap, or white. You, you know what I would say? Here, here's my thoughts. Okay, so the ninety-nine dollars you a the, penny. That's right. So the ninety-nine dollar iPhone is eight gig is eight gigabytes, right? The $199 iPhone is 16 gigabytes, and the $299 iPhone is 32 gigabytes. So what you'd really, I would like to use that 16 that they did to increase it from 16 to 32 and make that into 
a $99 iPhone because there's a like a $100 difference there. So technically, they're saying that to go from 99 to 199 plus adding all the 3GS capabilities, it costs $100. And then all you do is just add 16 more gigs of RAM, and that's $199. It seems as though like the RAM, you know, the, the 64 gig would be $399. So it doesn't really scale up well, I don't think. No, and Apple are the masters of incremental pricing. Yes, they are. They do. Like I, I have never bought an Apple product and not been tempted by the next one up. Exactly. I have never bought an Apple product. <laughs> where did you get your, you get your iPod Touch? Yes, but I, well, I couldn't. There was no model up. I bought the, the top one when, when it came out. That's true. So did I. We bought the same one. Well, not the same one because like, I've got mine and you've got yours. Craig got his That's first. Not. Yeah, I got mine first. I bought it on the day it came out. Uh, we had yay. this like randomly drive around Atlanta to Apple stores looking to see if they had one. And we failed, but I eventually got mine in the mail, which they left like on my doorstep wide open with a neon uh, sign saying, brand new iPod, please steal me. Hey, Pat, next time you buy one of those, let me know. I'll do that. I'll sit on your front porch. <laughs> all right. So what? What's all right? So obviously, every all tech news is just going to be full of iPhone 3GS news going forward. And some people will actually have something insightful to say about it instead of us like, it's pretty and has new features and still costs a lot and stupid AT&T. And it has Nike. pretty much sums it up. (laughs) And it has Nike whatever that is. It has something like Like the Nano used to have where you could like put sensors in your shoes and get a pedometer. The Nano doesn't have that anymore? You could spend $10 and get a pedometer. Exactly. So, all right. But everyone's going to be talking about this. All right, we all right, everybody. I challenge you to say what is the one feature missing that should be in the 3GS iPhone that would really make it a killer app. Oh, can I go first? Yes. Pat's mom. Okay. Now, uh, okay. Uh, like, <laughs> do you have any serious answers? <laughs> we all think Pat's mom is missing from the I- iPhone. No, that's pretty much it. I oh, think it wow. has everything that- else. Really? Uh, okay. You can't think of anything? Craig's mom. Oh. Aha. Jenny. I'm, I'm having trouble sorry. thinking of things now. Well, Time travel they have capability. That's what's there. missing. Well, I mean, basically all the last things that, you know, were the, you know, root complaints that everybody had about this thing, they've taken care of with this last round. So I can't think of any other major issues with the phone. How yeah, about... We'll come, we'll come up with new complaints. I have uh, one, sure, I have one. As far as the okay. egregious ones, they're all taken care of. PDF reader. Being able to synchronize PDFs on your uh, computer with your iPhone and put them in there. I think that would be a, a great thing. Either, I'm sure there's a third party. Yeah, there are. But it, does it, how well does it work? How do you get the, how do you get the PDFs to your iPo, iPhone? Uh, the one 3G, I ha- of course. No, the one I have, uh, you 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 fire up the app and then you can move it over to the phone uh, via Wi-Fi. Really? Yes. D- and does it read? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it reads them great. And actually, the PDF reader in this application, which is called Air Sharing, by the way, um, is way better. And it does all sorts of different file types. But um, the PDF reader, if you have like an eighty-page PDF, uh, there's a little 
uh, extra control down the side that allows you to scroll down to page 60 or what have you. Whereas with the default PDF reader like you have in mail, you have to swipe your finger 90 times to, to get down there. Um, ah, okay. But you, you do remind me of a small beef I have uh, with that, which is the default PDF capabilities of the iPhone don't support encrypted PDFs or protected, uh-huh. protected PDFs, I should say, which all of my school books come as protective PDFs. So that's kind of annoying. Although I recently found out this semester that I can download the individual chapters without that lock. But Sounds get like the, a lot of work. To get the whole book, it's, uh, yeah. Well, so th- I guess they have a native photo application, which is pretty easy to synchronize photos. Incidentally, one thing they need for the iPhone is to completely, like, redo iTunes because it really isn't that flexible, you know. Like, I don't know. I just don't like iTunes that much. Write it using, like, actual Windows controls and stuff. But anyway, I I digress. uh, Oh, I know what my complaint is, um, and this is a big complaint right now. Flash. For the people who... Oh, oh, I don't even want to go there. No, but But, that is a big one. That actually, I said all the last holdouts were gone. I was incorrect. Yeah, Flash Flash is the last huge one. That opens up so much of the internet to you. Yes. But then... And Adobe, Adobe keeps hinting that they're close. Um, no, I, they, I suspect they won't do the, it. I suspect the biggest problem with Flash is heat, right? Because it's pretty CPU intensive, um, and that no. iPhone doesn't have a. Nope, I think it competes with the iTunes Store, so it won't ever be on there. How does Flash compete with the iTunes Store? If I want to go and watch some TV shows on Hulu, all I need is Flash, and then I'm not buying them at the iTunes Store. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that yeah, is. And true. No, I, I'm sure that's why it's not on there. But one of the biggest gripes uh, to kind of wrap up the iPhone stuff is uh, people who already have contracts are totally host. There's no upgrading to the 3GS from a 3G. Really? Yeah. Um, well, not without paying full retail price of you know six hundred, seven hundred dollars. Oh, that's my wife and I were wondering that, so that kind of sucks for us because they allow yeah, 2G if, people to. If you're in a 3G, contract, right? there's no getting out. You're not going to really be missing much, though. You know, because a lot of the cool stuff is going to come with the new software. Which there I'm going to get shafted because as a touch owner, I have to pay for it. Right. Yeah, but that's just, it's one of those things. It does come with a lot of stuff and, you know, it, it, it'll be good. You know, there'll be some cool stuff, but. Speaking right, of so Apple charging let's... up the for iPhone stuff, uh, I was going to say my wife accidentally broke her LCD on her iPhone and oh. she brought it in and Apple wanted 200 bucks to replace it. And I got a new oh. one for like 45 and it took huh. about five minutes to replace. No kidding. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. That's All right, so let's, uh, do let's move on. Moving Wait, right along. Time, guys. Well, so, you know, it's if we didn't talk about the iPhone a lot, we wouldn't be the tech community because basically the tech community is a bunch of mindless iPhone fanboys. Like just today, true. tomorrow they're all going to talk about how much they hate it. But today it's like, oh, we love it, blah blah blah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so um, I've got an article I want to talk about, and these are the rules for time travelers. Ooh, and this was inspired by uh, as we discussed last time. Um, Star Trek, right? That kicked it off. And then Terminator. So we had a lot of time travel kind of movies coming across. Don't forget Lost. 
Oh, that's right. Lost. lost wrapped up. So uh, let's talk about a few of these rules and see what we think. Right. So the biggest rule that's uh, proposed in this article is there are no paradoxes. Is that why it's rule zero? That's why it's rule zero. It's like if there are paradoxes, none of the rest works. Okay. Okay. So is, what do you is think that because that? there's no paradoxes because of the uh, that it's kind of like splits out t- like timelines, kind of like fork off, and that's like what happens. Is that why there's no paradoxes? Because Right, know. so so the, this blog authors are saying whatever the rules you put in place are, there can't actually be paradoxes. There can be parallel universes, things can actually change, but there can't be paradox. So basically, if you go back and kill any one of your ancestors, uh, you don't disappear from existence or create some sort of irreparable hole in space-time. Correct. And so that's called causality and causal loops, and so this is one of the arguments about time travel is would that even be possible? And how do you right, test so this, for it without, you know, endangering yourself and it would humanity? it would take a very brave tester. But that is um, back to the future time travel, and that's the best <laughs> kind. No, seriously, <laughs> so, it's like it splits off. There you go. Yeah. So I mean, so there's there's a couple schools of thought, right? One's like there, if you could travel back in time, it would split off. There's another entire school of thought that's like, well, that's why backwards time travel can't be possible because otherwise you could create a paradox. And there's one that says you can go back in time, you just can't actually change anything while you're there like whatever you do will happen the way it needs to happen period because it's already happened or already happened yes so the uh the terminator like number one was a great example of this if you can travel back in time then it's totally possible for you know kyle reese from the future to travel back in time and become john connor's father like that that works out right cool okay so number rule number one traveling into the future is easy that is true so yeah, because because we're all doing it, right? Just you know, at a fixed rate. Well, all we have to do is, yeah, like for us to travel forward in time, just go really fast, and we our time just slows down and the or whatever, you know, so that the relativity makes it really easy to travel forward. It's all awesome. right. And that's been proven. I mean, they've like flown a clock around the Earth, and that was enough to show a calculable effect. Yeah, Actually, I found that right. flying it, west usually, you know, gets you hours and hours of time. Yes. That's because planes <laughs> that fly west travel at 0.99 the speed of light. That's right. that's absolutely true. Which is totally is. awesome, by the way. You should all try it. <laughs> um, so rule number two, traveling into the past is hard, but maybe not impossible. So we've, I think we've already talked about that. And there's all sorts of, like, theories with wormholes and closed loops and all that exactly yeah it's it would be or travel faster than the speed of light that's true yeah it's true they there's i have to tell you guys something just a fun little tidbit something i read once about that uh all right so there's some like equations that show that a positron is basically like has all the same properties as an electron except for it has a uh a positive charge, right? Right. And that if you just take like time and like put a negative sign in it on uh, on an electron, it basically turns into a positron. So there's some kind of theories out there that say all positrons are are electrons that are existing backwards in time. That's that, kind of cool. That is a very yeah. cool theory. And actually, but think and if you think about this, you have one electron that starts and goes all the way to the end of the universe. Then it travels backwards in time to the beginning of the universe. Then it travels forwards in time. So you could we could actually just have why are all electrons indistinguishable from each other? Cuz there's only one. 
That's interesting. Yeah, okay, I'm done. So it, it's wow. funny, just on Thanks that... Thanks for uh, baking my brain. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let it be Duncan McLeod. Uh-huh. <laughs> on that note, uh, I read somewhere that uh, the, one of the particle accelerators was trying to push a particle past the speed of light, and they were somewhat sure that they did it because what they saw was uh, three collisions, even though they only had one particle going around. And the yep. theory was that as it exceeded the speed of light, it, of course, started traveling backwards in time because, you know, time stops as you cross that threshold. And it ran right. into its former self, uh, which accelerated it, and then it ran into its future self again. And I don't really know what happened after that or why it didn't well, con- continue colliding with it's itself. But basically the electron-positron thing. Right. So. But I wonder, though, how they got it. If, if that's the case, the only problem is is that mass becomes infinite. At uh, at the speed of light, or, you know, it like becomes infinite at the speed of light, right. then it becomes uh, imaginary after the speed of light. So, imaginary? But, but, I, but I'm sure you know it's probably one of those things where you know like renormalizable singularities or something like that. So, uh, so we won't get into that. But that is a very fascinating, Mike. Actually, I like that a lot. Mm. I'll try and, and find a link guys, for that. If you guys like notes. time travel, there's going to be a TV series on ABC this summer or next year rather, called Flash Forward. So that's got some interesting time travel kind of ramifications. Cool, cool. I don't want to give. Check, no. I don't want to give away the plots. A lot of if it's based on a novel, and a lot of the novel was just figuring out what was going on. But it's it's really fun. Oh, cool. All right. Um, All right. What's the next? So rule number three: traveling through time is like traveling through space. So he's basically just like, yeah, it's not like cool with flashy lights and puffs of smoke. Like it's like driving a car only in time. Okay, so I can, you know, I can I believe have, that. I have a problem with time travel because because it's like traveling through space. All right, let's pretend I'm here in my time machine, okay? So I'm in my time machine, and I'm going to say I want to go to the Old West, 1885, stopping off in 1955 to make my father fall in love with my mother, right? All right. Oh, so you I've wait. We're going to talk about that. That's original. No, That's no. But, up all right. So, but, all right. So, but that's fine. But all right. So I travel in time. Now – the Earth is traveling around the sun at like hundreds or thousands of miles per second, and the solar system is traveling through the galaxy at hundreds or thousands of miles per second. Craig, Craig, Craig. And, that's, that's why you have to go back a year at a time. <laughs> but No, but you wouldn't because, see, that would be fine. The Earth would be in approximately the same place in the orbit, but the whole solar system would have moved. So it... it and you wouldn't just you could say well you'd just kind of like move along with it but you wouldn't because uh, it's all accelerating so you would lose your frame of reference yeah but so Craig, anyway Craig, that's why back, I think that's the main thing you you could only time travel in a spaceship back then, then uh, the Catholic Church believed that we were at the center of the universe still so oh okay. it's all fine so if the Catholic Church was right back then then we can time travel pretty easily. So, no, Craig okay. actually brings up a really good point, and that was one that I was going to bring up as well. Um, and they actually covered it in a show that I used to watch called Seven Days. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You ever watch that? Yeah, the premise no. of the show was that um, you could only go back seven days, and it was a government program, and they they basically used it any time a massive world catastrophe happened, you know, like a yeah. nuclear war or something. They'd send a guy back to stop it. And he had to actually pilot this craft not only through time but through space as well, and sometimes he missed so, like, sometimes he came in to the, you know, seven days prior, like, in orbit. Sometimes he came in underwater or, you know, a couple hundred feet up in the air. And 
you know, not always on the same part of the globe. So they, they did at least deal with that during that show, which I thought was cool. See, that's, yeah, and that makes perfect sense. So you travel through time and space. Because if I think you, well, you, you could do if you were in a spaceship, uh, you'd have to, like, you could travel through time and space and probably not hit anything. But you'd also have to have a pretty decent computer to calculate where you'll end up. You know, unless you're, you know, depending on how fast you're moving and so forth. It's, uh, all right. Anyway, so well, we've con- complicated this too much. Well, I was going to say, maybe this is why we don't have any time travelers from the future. Because every time somebody tries it, they end up, you know, out in deep space somewhere. And everybody's like, oh, I guess it didn't work. That's actually yeah. a good point. You know, people say the reason that we know time travel will never exist is that, it, ne- you know, that there are never any time travels visiting us. But the, maybe the fact of the matter is it's like. They're all in orbit somewhere. Yeah, it's like maybe it's impossible to actually, you know, maybe it's like impractical to time travel because you, it's so space travel intensive. Okay, I'm sorry, I we've we've co-opted this. We've Pat, digressed. Next one. We've gone a little ways. Yeah, uh, um, I think we can cruise through a bunch of these rules. So things that travel together age together. So if there's a clock in your time machine, it doesn't start spinning around like crazy. It ages with you. <laughs> we can agree on that. That would be black awesome. holes are not time machines, which I <laughs> like that one. If you fly into a black hole, you get smushed and Amen. torn apart as you cross the event horizon. All um, right. If something happened, it happened. So this is, you know, it just, you can't, you can't change the past. We're back to that school of thought. So uh, that may not be right, but we'll, we'll, well stick that, with but that. also, but it, that just kind of supports the thing. If it, something happened, it happened that you're like basically saying there are no paradoxes. Ah, and we are going to talk about the corollary to this in a later rule. Okay. Rule number seven is my personal favorite. There is no meta time, right? So that's like yep. if you do change the past, there's somehow some like time window leeway that you have to unchange the past so that you Marty McFly doesn't disappear completely. Right. Yeah. Okay. The, the, ripple, the ripple effect. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So you can't travel back before the time machine was built. Which is an interesting one. That's um, actually a principle of like relativity. They've yes. said you can. Yeah. And there's there's actually some reputable scientist who swears he's built a time machine. And you'll know that it's working and has been working continuously um, when we get a message from the future on it. Aha. Interesting. Which is, you know, that's pretty interesting. So uh, rule number nine, unless you go to a parallel universe. So right. we've talked about that. Yep. And rule number 10. Even then, your old universe still exists, which I like that one. So, like, I go back in time and I assassinate Hitler and I live in a utopian future because I abandoned this time to economic uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, well, that's this blog article. It's kind of fun. It's, there are hundreds of comments on it, and it's, it's pretty entertaining. That is very entertaining. That's, it's cool. All right. So what what is all of your guys' – favorite time travel movie ever and do you think it's realistic or not that's a hard one yeah i mean there's a lot i'm gonna say 12 monkeys and it's pretty realistic i I don't think they do anything they can't do okay swindler i'm thinking laurie she's also thinking are you uninterested, Lori? Are you even there? <laughs> Back in well, you check you guys on Lori. Traveling through time, I was taking out my contacts. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> so, what's your favorite time travel movie, Lori? 
Um, can I pick a TV show? Sure. What could it possibly be? Wait, is it going to be a TV show that rhymes with cost? No. <laughs> I mean, Lost is about more than time travel, but um, no. Uh, I was thinking Journeyman. I loved that show. Oh, Journeyman was good. Um, it was about a guy, and he doesn't know how, but he like was walking down the street, and all of a sudden he like gets brought into the past and he has to like figure out what he needs to do to make something right and then he can be done with that era and he goes back to mostly his normal life but it's not totally quantum leap because he doesn't stay there like he's always jumping around back and forth huh but he physically jumps there he doesn't like go possess someone like they did in quantum leap well that's very interesting it was a good show they canceled it they always do that. Yep. So uh, technically, um, Austin Powers movies are time travel movies. That's well, cryo freezing. No, he just freezes travel. himself. Yeah, that's different. Good kind of. No. Okay, maybe they're not. Okay, I thought I was You've trying been to vote be- it down. There, there was a movie that I saw a few years ago, and I thought it was called Rounders, but it's not. It's something like that. It's I can't remember what it's called, but uh, it, it's about it's the most awesome time travel movie ever, where these people working in a garage like invent time travel and you know it's just like whatever so they have this what basically what happens is you get in this machine and then when you come out it's uh earlier but what they did is they figured out how to put one of these machines inside of another machine and it kind of duplicated them and uh so they were able to like basically live the same day over and over again so they'd go live the day uh find out what's going to happen and when they kind of like at the end of the day, the people that were just kind of walking around would get into the time machine, and there they are. So there's only one of them again. They would go and kind of use their knowledge of what, is, what happened to do whatever. And uh, it was just – it was great. And then the fact of the matter is, is they were able to just kind of make it so they're in this infinite time loop by putting a time machine inside a time machine. It was awesome. I just wish I could remember what it was called. Huh. Well, we'll have to find that. Yeah, we will. So, okay. Peggy Sue got married. That's a good one. So, so is that all we have to say about time travel for now? Perhaps. We can come back from the future and add more to this episode later. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that works. So uh, I want to revisit a story we talked about a while back. We talked about Windows 7 having a starter edition. Yay! Uh, which is going to be kind of a scaled-down version. One of the most egregious limitations is that it was going to have a three-active application limit. Uh, looks like Microsoft has backed down on that. So they really want Windows 7 Starter to be a netbook uh, operating system. But you want to hear something that they didn't back down from? What did they the, not back down from? There's a function where you can't change in Windows Starter Edition. You can't change the background like desktop of your computer. And that's because companies like AT&T or Verizon might want to offer like kind of a netbook with a data plan. And they will put the Verizon or AT&T logo on the uh, whatever on the desktop and you can't change it if you have it um, unless you try really hard well you'll hack you'll have to hack it you know that's interesting yeah. but anyway they so they took away the worst limitation so I think we'll see more uptake on that OS and you'll actually see more Windows netbooks going yeah in, in my opinion that is a very valid opinion, Pat, and for that you will not be 
brutally punished. No, so I actually think it was a kind of lame opinion. Which means... It's time for... The Lamest News of the Week. The story I've got is a guy got robbed while he was on vacation, and he blames his excessive tweeting because he sat there tweeting things like, you know, we've got, we're going to head out. We've got 10 hours of driving ahead. We made it to Kansas City. Um, so it's like saying, hey, why don't you break into my house and take my stuff? Ah, that's awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, who knows if that's really what happened, but. And he didn't have Macaulay Culkin there to, like, keep the robbers away. Yeah, so, uh, you know, be the moral of the story is be careful what you say on Twitter. Be careful what you say on Twitter. It may come true. Indeed. That's true. Exactly. All right, so, Laura, you go. Yeah, so um, I heard about this on the radio. This guy in Chicago has a website. You can go to it, ferrariguyforhire.com. And he rents out rides in his Ferrari. He drives it, and it's just a two-seater, so he can just take one other person. But, uh, yeah, you can drive around Chicago with this kind of scary-looking dude. Can we, can we call that Ferrari. the Ferrari mullet? Because it's kind of <laughs> like the Camaro mullet, but, you know, he's in a yeah, Ferrari. Yeah, it's pretty bad. He's also appears to be a musician because like every picture has his guitar in it, even when he's like looking under the hood of his car. Um, very interesting. It's uh, actually kind of expensive three hundred dollars an hour or one hundred fifty dollars for twenty minutes. You can only have one passenger. I just said that. <laughs> so you get to go for a ride with the Ferrari guy, right? Which is that's really what you're paying for, right? Is this like exactly. like a thinly veiled like escort service? If it is, good luck to him. Ah! Here's a here's a little bit of service. Don't go look at his photo gallery. Yeah, I just went to his photo gallery. Yeah, that's bad. That's like... Oh, he, he really needs a shirt. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes, he's a flabby middle-aged person, so... <laughs> Thanks to... uh not that flabby, I mean... He's flabby enough. He needs a shirt. Thanks yeah. to Pat Ferland for recommending Flashblock to me, because when I clicked on photos... <laughs> You know, flash block blocked it, and I decided, eh, I'm not going to bother. And two seconds later, Pat started screaming. <laughs> so apparently I was saved. So this car also has 14 karat gold wheels, which, I mean, 14 karat gold is kind of soft. So what happens when, like, a rock hits your wheel? You Maybe it's, like, gold-plated. Yeah, 14 karat gold you've been making. Oh, true. I think it's pretty clear that this is a profitable business for him. Yeah. It's more happy. of a novelty thing. And you couldn't do it in, like, you know, Wyoming. You'd have to do it in where there's, like, enough people, like, a big city. Yeah. With people with money to actually spend on that kind of things. Like Oprah. I wonder if Oprah goes for rides with Ferrari Guy for hire. That, that's the type of thing that would be on Oprah. She's, so, she's in Chicago. How much does a really? Ferrari go for? For, I don't know, 80,000 miles. No, I mean cost-wise. How much does it cost to buy one of these? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, m- more than, more than you guys can afford. Okay, basically, because if he if he rented this thing out for eight hours a day, you know, three hundred sixty-five days a year, uh, 
he would only get $624,000 a year. I don't even think that's enough to pay for the thing. But anyway. Maybe he has another job as a musician. Craig, what's your, uh, <laughs> what's your lame news? This is very important, uh, earth-shattering news. 90-year-old woman survives three days in a bathtub by drinking water from a rubber duck. Oh, rubber ducky, you're the one. You make bath time lots of fun. Rubber ducky, I'm awfully fond of you. So this <laughs> this lady, uh, her, this uh, Shirley Madsen of uh, Walnut Creek, California, she uh, fell in the bathtub. And, and she no couldn't one, get up. And she couldn't get up. <laughs> so, but, you know, but she actually, uh, she used one of her rubber duckies that she had. I guess she collected them. Uh, she used one of her rubber duckies and she drank water out of that and so she could stay hydrated. And uh, I am assuming that in order to not freeze to death or die of hypothermia or whatever, she probably just kept using, putting more hot water in the bathtub. <laughs> so I just have to say, let's just say she couldn't get up to go to the toilet for three days. Oh. And, uh, and she was a wrinkly old lady to begin with. Can you imagine? Yeah. She probably, Pretty I'm sure she didn't dissolve. <laughs> it's probably going to start a new skin. What do you call, what do you call, a, what do you call a 90 year old woman for three days in a bathtub? Oh no. What? Soup. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. What was her name? Minnie Strone? <laughs> I shouldn't oh. even be laughing. <laughs> You're fired. You can't fire and me. And that's why you have backup hosts. That's right. <laughs> We're ready to take your place whenever you fall. Exactly. All right, so, uh, <laughs> Mike, where's your lamest news? Uh, so I lost my lamest news, but uh, as I was telling lame. Pat earlier, I have Pretty a lame. replacement story, and it does involve me. Um, today, for the first time, my antivirus caught a virus on my computer, and it was Wild. my own stupid fault. Um, when I sent Carrie's, uh, the first screen we got for Carrie's phone was defective, so I had to send it back, and uh, I got a UPS, you know, shipping tracking thing for it and like a day or two later i got an email saying that uh your ups package is undeliverable here's the tracking number and you need to open up this document and print it out and bring it to the nearest store to pick it up and i totally bought it because i just sent the package and uh i opened it up and you know norton caught it thankfully but uh yeah i I totally didn't look at the sender, which even though it said it was from UPS, was actually from some other address. So I was pretty ashamed of that. Well, that's it. Just goes to show that uh, these people are very clever and tricky. That that's that's pretty. That's a good warning because it's easy to become complacent. Yeah, even if you know better, you know it can still happen. So I had actually thought for a while of not running antivirus anymore because I've I've just never needed it. Um, but now I've changed my mind. That's awesome. See, I, I, I had to implement a no downloading while drunk rule. <laughs> uh, after I, I once got my computer pretty badly infested because I was drunk and it seemed like a good idea to download free DVD playing software. <laughs> when did you do that? I, I don't know. A couple years ago. It was pretty stupid. That's funny. Okay, right, so, so who, who wins this week? I think it is FerrariGuyForHire.com. 
I think it's Craig. I have to go with Ferrari guy. Sorry. I'll go with Ferrari guy as well. That that was Ferrari guy wins. Yay! Yeah, I guess that, yay. He is lame. Congratulations, Laurie. <laughs> Thanks. What do I win? The game. Ferrari guy's undying gratitude. Oh, good. And not oh, a Ferrari free ride. Guy. What would we do without you? <laughs> okay. So I think that's all we've got this week. So where can people find Tweaking Geek? Everywhere. On Facebook. <laughs> on Twitter. On the on telephone. Da- on Donner and Blitzen. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I just laugh at that? Because <laughs> it was fun. You, no, could, right, you can no, find I'm us even more at... Ashamed. The telephone number is 678-999-6321. And you can also email at tg at tweakinggeek.com. Or reach us at www.tweakinggeek.com slash podcast. This is an exciting party, guys, and I hate to go, but I, I just think it's, you know, winding down. And I'm hungry. It's time. Yeah. It's time. All right. Well, farewell, David Carradine. Farewell, David Eddings. Uh, two famous geek culture folks. That died. That died. Too bad. Which, Heidi Pratt, I learn? hope you feel better soon. Who? Heidi Pratt. Who's Heidi Pratt? She's on the hills. Okay, oh, okay. Be, there will be no more references to the hills on a geek podcast I just ever. wanted to upset you. Actually, while we're doing shout-outs, uh, David, thanks for listening, and uh, we hope you find some gainful employment soon. Who's David? From Virginia. Oh, that David. Yes. He listens? Oh. Not I- yet. Oh, okay. Hi, David from Virginia. Please retroactively listen to all our podcasts. Yeah, hi, hi, David. Just listen to the ones that I'm on because those are the ones that are good. I'm not going to tease a Sasquatch. It's a bad idea. <laughs> or a Wookiee. <laughs> That's that's what we call an inside joke that no listeners will get, except the five listeners who do get it who will think it's really funny. Which is all of our listeners. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> well, no. Mike's aunt listened. And oh, yes. Shout out to my aunt. That was very cool that she, uh, she listened. Does she still listen? I have no idea. Ah, okay. All right. We're, we're, we're wasting time now. Everybody, the podcast is over. Go in peace. Go home. Farewell until next time. So, one of my coworkers uh, tweeted that the past tense of Google is Googled, but the past tense of Bing is Bung. And he's like, so what do you say you did here? And he does a bitly link that turns out to be... Uh, a Bing search for hole. So he bungholed. <laughs> and that just made me laugh because it was really dumb. That's awesome. Craig's Excellent. not even listening. Can I say Tweaking Geek number 28? Sure. Yay! Are we ready? No. Yes. Girls like to watch like Hello Kitty Adventure Island goes to Hollywood. Unless Jack Bauer tells it to point somewhere else. Okay. Put it in the Craig outtakes. Bossy does the Superman theme. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's going first? Ladies first. All right, Pat. You <laughs> <laughs> did that joke last time. That yeah. joke's old. Hold on, six, we're not six, looking up seven, our own eight, telephone number right nine, now. Nine, nine, nine. Who uses these? Mm. Six, seven, eight.
in, in true tweaking geek fashion, say something worth listening to. <laughs> I hate my co-host. Which one? <laughs> Lori yes. and I are backup hosts. Get it straight. That was good. We did, I hate we did. my senior co-host. <laughs> Craig, I think is, he just called you old. Is senior co-host a 90-year-old woman in a bathtub? <laughs> Drinking water from a rubber ducky? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> here, can this just end? So long, farewell, I'll feed her saying goodnight. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Someone, I was going to say, that's a wrap. Hit the kill switch.